Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with his Monday expert, Mr. Greg Dickerson. How are you doing, sir? Doing great, Michael. Good to see you today. Nice to see you as well. So I, what I thought we would do here is we would just, each of us talk about a couple of metrics that we are looking at that we follow that are almost like early indications uh, that, that bad stuff is coming. Uh, obviously, your experience is being a builder. Uh, mine is buying, you know, residential rentals. So I think there's some some pretty good metrics people should pay attention to that will be early indicators of, of pain ahead. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. In the housing market we're talking Correct. about, right? Correct. Housing market, sorry. Yep, absolutely. So obviously the first thing is, number one, pending right now, pending sales that fall through, and that's in every type of real estate, commercial, mm -hmm. residential, the whole nine yards. But housing market specifically, you're going to see pending sales start to fall. You'll see inventory levels rise. You'll see days on market go up and you will see list price to sale price go down. Yes. So, or sale price to asking price go down. So there'll be a delta between what people are paying and what people are asking versus the other way around. Now, you know, every market's different. You know, this is, this is you know, you, you got to take it for what it is. Each market has its own dynamics, its own metrics, its own demand. But, mm -hmm. you know, you will see it balance out through all markets eventually you know, depending on how high interest rates go and how bad that demand destruction is when it happens. Yeah. I think there's so many things that people should pay attention to. I think a lot of people that are in the real estate market look at price like it is the indicator. Price is actually a lagging indicator because price is so inelastic in real estate. I think you need to look way early in the curve. One of the things that you didn't mention, so I'll throw out, uh, is mortgage applications, both refinance and purchase. Right. Refinances are down 60%. Uh, 90 days ago, I called them to fall 75%. Uh, and they're headed there. And again, that's important because not only a lot of people do rate and term, but a lot of people do cash out as well to buy the next asset. That's a lot less money kind of moving in the system. So watch, ref, uh, watch mortgage uh, applications, not even mortgage approvals, right? Because again, an app doesn't mean a necessarily a yes answer, but I think there's a lot of indications. Oh, yeah. Refi apps are down 60 something percent just in the yeah. last month alone. Yeah, again, rates shot up so high so fast. Uh, another one I'd love to talk to you about is builder specific. I don't know what, I don't know what they might call it. I'm going to call it cancellations because I don't know what else to call it. But basically you sign the dotted line, say in January, uh, you couldn't fix your rate because the, the day it was too long. But now you go back, you look to close, you thought it was going to be 2.8. Now it's 5.8. You're like, can't afford it. So I'm going to call it cancellations. I don't know if builders call it something else, but I think those are going to go up. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, just cancellations. And that's kind of what I was talking about. Yeah, because, you know, when you lock into a building contract, it's a, it's a pre-sale. Mm -hmm. So you're contracted to buy the house at a certain price. You know, you put up a nominal deposit. And, you know, you can get out of it just like the builder can if things don't work out at the back end. Mm. And then, like you said, yeah, you can't lock your rate until you're like 30, 45 days out. Yeah. Um, you know, there are some programs that will let you buy a rate lock up front, but you got to pay a lot of money for it. So most people just wait because generally rates will go down usually or yeah. adjust and you'll lock, you know, 30, 45 days out. The other problem is, is that, you know, even that doesn't work because a lot of people will think they're 30, 45 days out. And with the way things are right now, you know, you can't pinpoint completion dates and you just yeah. never know. There's just so many things in the supply chain, appliances, you know, all your last end of the cycle items that you need to get a CO and close on a house that you can't get. You know, you don't need all your appliances to close, you know, for a CO, but uh, most areas, you know, require at least a stove. Yeah. And just so people know, CO stands for? Yeah, certificate of occupancy. So that's that. You can't close on a loan until you have that. Right. You have to have the final 
appraisal, inspection, and the certificate of occupancy from the municipality. Other areas call it different things. Some call it COO, but you know, at the end of the day, you got to have all that to submit to the lender before you can actually close on the loan. And uh, you know, but you can lock your rate 30, 45 days out. But you know, if you don't yeah. make that, you're you know, you're you're toast. Yeah. The other one that the, the metric that I am watching is um, I'm watching days on market. Mm-hmm. Uh, because again, I like we talked about in video two, I think we're going to have plenty of supply destruction along with demand destruction. So I'm not, sh- usually I would focus on inventory, usually. But I think this cycle is going to be so different because rates move so fast and people are just not going to list. So the one metric I'm, I'm looking for out of the MLS is days on market. I think that's going to, I think that could double or triple pretty easily this year. So and, what? So it'll go from one day to two and two days to four? Is that what you're eight, saying? Eight, 18 to 36. <laughs> right now, Dan. For people watching, so, you know, it's so funny because these rates that we're talking about that have skyrocketed were phenomenal rates. They still are, you know, 4%, 5%, even six is a phenomenal, phenomenal rate. You know, yeah. my first mortgages were, you know, like nine, 10%. And my construction loan interest was never less than like 9% when I was, you know, building mm-hmm. back in the day, doing the bulk of the building I was doing. But the other thing that people don't remember is days on market. You know, yeah. the average days on mar- market used to be six months. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. was normal. If you sold in like four to six months, that was normal. That was good. And that was a yeah. normal stock of housing. And then, you know, it got down to four, three, four months. Then yeah. it got down to two, three months. You know, and it was almost never, never less than 30 days. Very oh, yeah. Rare. I don't even think because, again, I've been doing this a long time. Even in the wackiness of 06, it was still 30 some days. Yeah. So this is a very, very unique time that we've seen. And it was driven by the pandemic, which to me is like interesting and fascinating, mm-hmm. you know, why that happened and how. And, you know, it's all about those inventory levels. So as days on markets go up, that gives more time for more stock to come on the market. So they'll kind of both go up at, you know, yeah. exponentially, but that's what I tell everybody, you know, it's, it's number one, it's, you know, days on market, inventory levels, you know, list price to sale price, yeah, you know, pending sales that fall out, you know, all those types of things. And by the way, that's where you get opportunities yes. in those pending sales that fall out, withdrawn listings that, you know, don't sell stuff like that. But back in, you know, back in 0809, that's where it started. It, it started with, um, you know, days on market going up and then you yep. started to see listing signs popping up everywhere and inventory levels went up and, you know, I've watched it go backwards, you know, over the last several years, you know, to inventory levels that are just, I mean, this is just nuts what we're seeing right now. Totally agree. We're going to close on opportunity because I think there's tons of opportunity coming, but there's one more that I'm watching. I think this one goes up next year, not this year, but I am watching it. It's delinquencies, mm-hmm. right? Uh, delinquencies on mortgages, because as we come out of these moratoriums and all of these other things, and I believe the job market gets, it gets better short-term, but then gets worse long-term. I think we end the year or end next year above 6% unemployed. I'm watching delinquencies. Uh, Again, it's one of those early indicators to me that the consumer is not doing very well because it's, it's. uh, Yeah, that would be a leading indicator if the yes. consumer is not doing well, but I don't know if we're going to have a job problem because there's yeah, still, I don't know. Yeah. You know, what three or four or 5 million more jobs than there are people willing to take them. I think the there's one wrong, well, you know, in terms of demand is still you know, humming along. Now, again, we haven't seen the effects of that tide coming in, you know, of the inflationary environment we're in and what's that, what that's doing to people's spending ability, spending mm-hmm. power, but more importantly, desire to spend. Totally like people agree. are watching, you know, when they fill up with gas, yeah. when they go to the grocery store, and that's going to get worse, by the way, those prices, 
you know, uh, are, are coming the you know, summertime, it goes up anyways. Yeah. You know, we've got serious price hikes, you know, headed our way in food mm -hmm. and it's happening at all levels. So that's going to affect discretionary spending totally to agree. where people are basically going to be contracting enough to basically pay for food, clothing, and shelter. You know, that's really about it. They're not going to have the extra incomes, but you know, at the same token, you know, um, there still are so many more jobs than people willing to take them. And people are getting way more money for those jobs. So it's kind of, you know, somewhat keeping pace. So like I said, this is going to be one of the most interesting times in history yes. that we've ever seen, almost an exact kind of a reverse of the 70s in Could terms be. of what happened in the effects, because the job market was very different back then. There were no it was. Jobs. It was, yeah. They correct. had to create jobs in, and, you know, do all these things. Whereas now, you know, we've got too many jobs, not enough workers. So as that fills in, that should spur more economic activity. So I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And the last thing I want to close on kind of a positive note, I, I, I want people to hear this. I believe it is going to get 10 times or 10 X easier to find deals. It won't be easy. Don't hear me wrong. It'll just be 10 times easier this year than last year, right? Last year was a hot market, cheap debt. Everybody's overpaying, waiving conditions where we're going to, people are scared. People are conserving all of these things. You're going to be able to maybe heaven forbid find a motivated seller because they are out there there will be people that will sell their thing for a discount because they want the cash or they need to move or they're getting divorced right opportunities will be 10x easier going forward uh, what do you think of that yeah i mean there's opportunities in every market every cycle all the time even 0809 when things were going going down the hill i mean mm -hmm. you know, that's where i made some of my best deals but mm -hmm. um you know, right now, the big caveat is how much further rents can be pushed. Yeah. Because we're reaching a tipping point in rents right totally now. Totally agree. Totally. People agree. are moving, you know, because of rents. And then you've got rent control again as the topic of conversation everywhere mm -hmm. across the country. So I think rents are a big issue. So if your business model is based on increasing rents, there's only so far you can push those before people start moving. But we haven't we haven't hit critical mass yet there, but it's it's starting to become a real sticking point out there. No, absolutely. And again, I, I remember this as a child right there. When, when your mom and dad are sitting around the kitchen table wondering what to pay, uh, rent is not top priority, whether you like it or not. Food is above rent. Electricity is above rent, right? They, they know usually they can stay rent-free somewhere for 60 days before they're forced to move and find other, op, uh, other things. So I agree. Uh, I believe budgets are getting stretched so much that, uh, uh, there's a pain for some landlords who are being over aggressive, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting yeah. times. This is, this is going to be fascinating once oh. we get to the other side and, you know, look back and see the effects, but you know, there is a tide coming in of, mm -hmm. you know, price pressure that we haven't seen yet from everything that's happening uh, and, you know, the inflationary environment that we're in. And then, you know, the fed's going to have to hike yep. into yep. all of that. So I agree. You know, yeah. It'd be interesting yeah. to see how quick they, they reverse course. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this, but I actually, this is something I follow all the time. Uh, they are already pricing in a fade, fed rate cut December of 23. Yeah. <laughs> that's how fast at least some early bets are. I think well, that's, that's another reason the markets are doing so well, you know, right now is because they really still haven't done anything. Yeah, they, haven't, yeah. they haven't taken any action yet, really. And yeah. two, they are, they're all betting that they're just going to immediately reverse Good. course as soon as the yeah. effects that we're talking about, you know, start to happen. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. see how much resolve the Fed really has and what they're really up against. Absolutely. Well, do me a favor, Greg. Uh, how can people find you? 
Yep. GregDickerson.com. All my info's there. Go check it out. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Okay.